Welcome to Diving Into Crypto. Diving Into Crypto. A weekly series where thought leaders share insights, strategies, and insider stories about all things crypto and Web3. Brought to you by Adlunum. Perfect. All right. Great. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of Diving Into Crypto. Ladies and gentlemen, this is JP from Adludum INC bringing you everything about Web3. Thank you so much for being here. We have today a very special guest who wears multiple hats uh, and has got a tremendous body of work in the space of blockchain, AI, and ML. Um, we will welcome him onto the show. Before we begin, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to remind you um, that views expressed on this program belong to that of the speaker and is not to be construed as financial advice. Uh, also, in case we get cut off, visit Adlunum INC for the link to get back into the room and get back onto the show as well. In the meantime, towards the end of the show, as usual, we have a question and answer round where you can ask send in your questions you could also in the meantime send them directly to the speaker we can get them answered for you or you could send them into adlunum inc and we will uh, my team will pick that up to ask that during the q a round that being said ladies and gentlemen let's welcome mr raj kapoor to the, sh to the show today raj thank you so much for being here no it's my pleasure completely that's their pleasure thank you Right. It's Sorry. been actually we've, we've been trying to get you on the show for quite a while. I'm uh, again really yeah. really pleased that you you accepted our invitation. Yeah, I've been I've been traveling a lot. Doing, there's a lot of work happening, and um, I'm, I'm happy to be here now. I, I actually wanted to be part of the show, but I'm glad I, today's the right day. It's always the right time at the right place. I think today's the day. Super. I'm glad, glad to see that uh, that classic optimism uh, from Raj Kapoor. And for those of you that don't know, Raj Kapoor is the name Raj Kapoor is known across the Indian subcontinent for being a very, very famous actor. But I now speak over here today. If you've ever had the pleasure, just like I have, of meeting him in person, you will know that he bears the same stature, uh, the same uh, bearing, the same sort of energy that exudes from every pore uh, that is from Raj Kapoor. Sounds good. Thank you. Sounds sounds good when somebody else says it. Yes. I'm going to tell my wife this as well. Well, uh, Raj, I'm so glad that you made it here. Um, I'm certain that the audience in the room is curious, curious to find out uh, a little about your background. I know you've got a tremendous body of work, but tell us a little about your your, your background and, and what got you into this space today. Okay, I'll keep it nice, short and sweet, but uh, I, I'll just go back, what, 13 years? Uh, 13 years back, I actually stumbled upon blockchain. And uh, why I'm going 13 years back? Because I have, I'm really much older than most of you guys out here. But 13 years back was my first tryst with, not with destiny, but with blockchain. So my tryst with blockchain started and I started doing a lot of, uh, you know, while I was tinkering around a little bit with a couple of friends, etc. They introduced me to mining and uh, my tryst with the technology started with a little bit of speculation, a little bit of Bitcoin mining, getting to know, wow, wow, what, how does this work? How does, how does one make money out of this technology? It was a little intriguing in the beginning, mm -hmm. but that actually put me on the path of discovery, I would say, because I really felt if this is a technology that, all right, not only can I earn something out of it, that makes it a frontier technology, it makes it an institutional technology, but also 
right. I got introduced to blockchain. And that was, I think, uh, a revolutionary mm-hmm. technology. So I would say my journey started from speculation and now it's in the revolution. So from speculation to revolution is how my journey began. In between, of course, there was a lot of work I did. I did a lot of Hyperledger. I did a lot of work with, uh, you know, that time it was just emerging 2014-15. I did a lot of work that time with, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Ethereum. Everything was happening just at the beginning that time. That was my first twist. But during mm-hmm. this journey, long story short, I enjoyed the journey. I enjoyed the technology and the power it had to create a massive impact mm-hmm. from an economic perspective, from a social perspective. That's why we call blockchain a frontier technology. It's an institutional technology, not just an information technology. That, I said, is going to be the big game changer. I said that in 2018. Nobody talked to me about it. Everybody mm-hmm. only talked Bitcoin. But now look where what it, right. where it's taken us. Not only we talk about blockchain, we talk about Web3, which is a fundamental part. You know, where blockchain plays a fundamental role there as well. So it's been a great journey from speculation to revolution. And went in by accident, stayed mm-hmm. back by design, and I'm not going anywhere now. I'm glad you said that, Raj, because my next question was, you know, there, there had to be a moment when the switch flipped for you, right? Through through this entire story arc, there had to be a, that yes. moment. What was that? Can you describe for us what that moment was like when you thought, you know, hey, Web3 is the space to be for me? Well, the Eureka moment, so to speak, came when I actually put, put mine my first coin. And, wow, am I, am I mining something? Am I earning money out of technology without even having to sell a product or sell a service? That was a turning point. And I said, wow, this is cool. And that was the first turning point. The next came when I actually started seeing the value of this, of the coin going up. So it was speculative to start off with, yes. Then the second point came when Ethereum started entering the space. And I would mention these two points because these are the two pivots Mm -hmm. of my life. And Ethereum came in and, and, and I loved what they were doing. I loved the fact that blockchain actually can actually solve a lot of real world problems. You know, just solving a problem and trying to get rich by Bitcoin or trying to speculate through Bitcoin. That's fine. That's one part of it. One good use mm-hmm. case, great use case. But that's when I said, yeah, well, this, mm-hmm. this is a technology that's going to change a lot of things. As I said, in the beginning, everybody took me for a dummy and said, hey, this guy's just talking. Now what's going to happen? Yeah. Well, Look how things have changed. The whole thing's flipped right over on his head. And the turning point came when actually I worked on a project, uh, on a supply chain project way back in 1617. And I really saw the results. It was with Musk shipping. And that was mm-hmm. something. And I said, wow, these guys are right. saving a lot of money. And then came Walmart. And I worked on the supply chain as well. And that was, a, that was these moments, mm-hmm. these couple of moments came quick very quickly together. And I said, well, that's a great ROI. We're doing some real good stuff. We're getting more transparency. And I think our financial system was broken. Our supply chain systems are broken. In fact, most of our systems are broken. Now, here is a technology that's trying to fix it. I'm not saying blockchain is a silver bullet, but bottom line is it does much more Mm -hmm. than any other technology. And that's when I felt this is going to be a game-changing technology. And, uh, well, I think I've been proved yeah. right, or I'm in the process of being proved right anyways. We've got more than 90 projects by the government of India yeah. on blockchain. That's taking mm-hmm. a lot for a country that initially had a lot of recession and a pushback, especially because of the word exactly. crypto. So let's see. And then 
you know, India has got a blockchain strategy in place. It's got to have a policy in place. So it's never, has never been for any other technology. So let's look ahead and look at the silver lining instead now. So my moments came when I actually saw the change it made for corporate for the, at the enterprise. And if it makes it the enterprise, governments follow soon. That's awesome. Raj, I've been telling everybody that we're going to hear a lot more about, uh, you know, what regulations are, are uh, expected to happen with the blockchain space, the education stuff, that, the education uh, policies that may come up. But also, more importantly, at this point of time, a little about the IBA that, that, that was formed. It, it was a, it is still is a beacon of hope for uh, blockchain across India. Could you tell us a little about the IBA, Raj? Absolutely. Well, well, to be very honest, we set up the IBA, in, uh, that is the India Blockchain Alliance, way back in 2018, when again, the world was talking Bitcoin and we were talking blockchain. And that is the very idea, that is the reason why we set up uh, IBA, because we wanted to make people understand that, oh, well, well, Bitcoin is just one use case of a technology, so let's understand the technology at a deeper level. So we started our journey in 2018, around Sarah, in June, I think Ju June, July it was, yeah, in 2018. And uh, we kept on marching. And explaining to everybody, including government bodies, institutions, nobody listened to us at that time. But we could, did get a break with one of the top universities in India. Uh, and then they said, OK, why don't you give a lecture on blockchain? It started with that. Long story short, now mm -hmm. fast forward now, we've got to we work with more than 205, 206 universities and colleges across India. The idea being to spread the knowledge and understanding of blockchain at all levels not just blockchain, but we talk about the metaverse, we talk about NFTs, which are all nothing but iterations of blockchain. We talk about DeFi, mm -hmm. we talk about gaming, everything which the blockchain has impacted now. Now, that happened good because we need to have any technology for right. mass adoption. We need resources. And where would the resources come from? They're not going to be born out of thin air. They would come mm -hmm. from these universities. And that's where the first building blocks of IBA began. Then we went into advisory. We went into training at the corporate level. Today, I do training with the KPMGs, the Ernst & Youngs, all the big boys. In fact, even the government of Dubai. So that's the second space we went training, making existing employees understand, well, that's blockchain. And that's how it's going to impact your lives, guys, in every mm -hmm. aspect of your life. That's another thing. Then, of course, I did a, personally, I did a lot of work. Uh, in, on a personal basis also, everybody would ask me for advice. So I do a lot of advisory. So I now I'm on more than 50 odd uh, advisory boards in the Web3 space globally. That was something mm -hmm. which an IBA supports me as, as my body for doing that. Right from funding to market research to actually go to market strategies, different exploring new markets, integrating products, everything in that space. And then, of course, uh, we do a lot of work along with the government on giving a government a lot of inputs and in what the policy should be, what the framework should be, what should they, should they be blockchain standards? Yes, they should be. Mm -hmm. And how should they be approached? Because we come from an inside-out perspective, from a tech-to-policy perspective, instead of going policy to tech, right. which is what people do right now. They talk policy, but have no idea about the technology. So we have a good, we have a good team which understands the space and then, that's what we're doing right now. And that's really doing well. We've submitted about 17 suggestions to the government. And recently I spoke at the G20, where you'll be happy to know I represented India. And India's 10 rep, you know, out of the 14 recommendations we gave, 10 of them were accepted at the G20 summit. So that's that's something we are moving in that direction. So the IB is doing its bit now. And uh, I'm sure everybody around 
is rallying around us to do to contribute in their own way and give us feedback because you know rome wasn't built in a day that's one and it wasn't built nobody built it alone so the team works hard and we all look forward to all all of us around here to give us suggestions anytime more than happy to incorporate if we can raj that's absolutely fantastic because we need champions of the cause and you know the iba is is really up there when it comes to it it's not it's not easy having to work with with any government body some of them oh, no. uh you know work work faster some of them work slower of course but everyone will work slower th- than technology including the you know including the education space right but i know Absolutely. that the iba is doing is doing something in that space too uh tell us a little about about what we're doing what we're doing with education to to build up more mass adoption for blockchain uh which will of course at at some point later translate also to a deeper understanding of crypto absolutely and you need the uh, cryptos are great you can't do without crypto but you need a better understanding than just to take it as a speculative uh, tool nothing else now what mm-hmm. so what we're doing as i told you we work with a lot of universities there are three things we do there we work with stu young students who want to understand the technology we work with university officials to integrate blockchain as part of the curriculum recently many of our courses have been selected by nascom to be their default blockchain courses for the community that has been a big plus we the similar thing happened right. with cii and also very happy to say that a lot of them have gone even international uh, in fact some of them are being now being uh, actually run by canadian universities and some by australian universities as well and that content has come from india that's us that i've been very proud about we have our flags flying everywhere that's one uh, capacity building is done exactly in all in in the same way in all these 200 we set up what is known as a center of excellence where we have these youngsters not only get certified and trained in the blockchain technologies but also they get their internships they get hands on training on real life projects because that's where you're going to get your hands dirty guys real life projects is great talking about stuff but doing stuff that's the real that's a real deal then a lot of them feel also oh, we need a job we help them actually create a pathway a learning pathway for a job nobody can get a job just like because that but you need to have a pathway sure we create that pathway for them and those that want to get into the startup space have their own ideas their own startups we guide them on their entrepreneurial journey that's what we do with universities besides that we do a lot of work in tier 2 and tier 3 cities where we have a lot of free programs for anybody who wants to understand blockchain as a technology and then guide them on to how they need to do my personal telegram group of uh, in tier 2 tier 3 is about 32000 students and i do a lot of work in that space in i do a lot of telegram classes for that matter in in the blockchain space so that is completely pro bono so that's something which we do we want adoption we want people to understand the beauty of this technology not just the crypto aspect and therefore understanding crypto understanding blockchain is is a real heady combination it's not going anywhere it's right here to stay guys all of us have to know or should know blockchain going forward from here awesome okay raj i think you've hit on a very very interesting note here the heart of india is is of course in the tier 2 and the and the tier 3 because the face of india is in in the metros right when it comes to tier 2 and tier 3 uh three locations one of the biggest challenges that we have is access of course to education but the they're motivated a lot by heart they're motivated a lot by what they see how do you yes. how do you reach out to them or you know get them involved in to be part of the community right that's a good question because that's something which has been the biggest challenge now you know 
most a lot of people don't in in tier 2 tier 3 don't like online classes i mean they, mm-hmm. they not especially self paced learning because they just drop out after the first 5 10 you know sessions maybe or may not even that right. the dropout rate used to be about 8 20 just 21% used to complete the program uh, so that's a pathetic okay. number now yeah. we have a lot of volunteers and we do a lot of train the trainer programs in tier 2 tier 3 where we are you know training the uh, my, my team goes there trains these guys and they can mm-hmm. then take out that uh, they take it to the next level tier 2 and tier 3 and we mm-hmm. keep on giving them updated curriculum we go ourselves at least twice if not more two or three times in a year personally to see that things mm-hmm. are happening in the right direction we have a good dedicated right. team in tier 2 and tier 3 because i always have believed as you said correctly mm-hmm. the face of india is tier 2 tier 3 it's not tier 1 tier 1 guys are all spoiled guys you know including us <laughs> we're, we're spoiled for choice we got a lot of things right. happening for us all right i can get this i can get that i can pay for this get for that but tier 2 tier 3 i see they're they're aspirational and because they're mm-hmm. aspirational who's going to give them what they want we give right. them and that's we give them by having a lot of volunteers who go and re- reach out to tier 2 tier 3 and take the message across to the masses we have a in fact we have a target now to train in the next two years 50000 people all from tier 2 and tier 3 50000 resources from tier 2 and tier 3 and that's just the beginning we're planning more more volunteers come in it'll the number will increase but that's what we're doing we're reaching out directly we tried mm-hmm. the road route of uh, going it through the internet it didn't really work they really want to speak india is like a you know the old style gurukul system guru yeah. and shishya Uh, they they want mm. the, the guru to be there in physical mm. they want a physical presence i found that so that's what i'm doing uh, outside india we are doing a lot of work mm. even in uh, i'm doing in bangladesh uh, sri lanka vietnam indonesia there we do a mm. lot of online but now we've got volunteers and chapters in all these countries and cities these chapters take our message take the training take the resource building capacity building all forward so what we what started with our three member team you know, way back in mm. 2018 is now more than about 100 people and volunteers we have more than about we have about maybe about 250 300 volunteers in different different cities and towns across india wow that's that's spectacular you know raj the have having to build a community from the ground up it it does take a lot of work a lot of energy and i think you've you've really hit the nail on the head when it comes to reaching out to the heart of india if you want adoption right that the tier 2 tier tier 3 story is aspirational when they they aspirational for them uh the physical presence is a lot stronger than having to use an online method because they won't born generation generationally into the internet age right absolutely um, absolutely yeah so so in 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 so many ways having having to be on the ground is is one of the key things i suppose in that case then when you want to build that community that's that's kind of where you have to be uh at the same time at the same time um you know how do they take to uh how do they take to to technology how do they take to the learning of say for example that they want to they have an aspirational idea of having to be an engineer or to be in the blockchain ai ml space um you know what 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 is that what is the track for them i'm just curious to get get an understanding of their mind all right first of all they take to technology like fish takes to water that i've seen i, I never believed it wow. first till i actually saw that that's first second they look at it as a ticket to move from tier 2 tier 3 to tier 1 if not mm. outside the country they look at that as a ticket they also right. look at it as a ticket to take care of their families and you know bring lift them out of 
you know, the, the penury or poverty uh, or mm-hmm. even the menial existences they have in tier two and tier three. They look right. at it as a ticket to something, to success. So I think they look at that. And that's their, their, asp- their aspirational class. They want to be out. If he's in tier right. two, he wants to get a tier one. If he's in tier one, he probably wants to get out. If, he, mm-hmm. if he's in tier three, he wants to move up to tier two and one. So I think they look at it as a ticket to freedom, to money, mm-hmm. to success. And of course, uh, you know, probably a good a, a, a career, which is what they want. They also look right. at it in, indirectly. They also look at it that if I know this very well, I'll get a good girl and um, I won't really have to hunt around too much. Right. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's the um, you know it, it's it's one of those things that just comes with the package, right? I mean, it's like if you've it, got uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, getting, it's getting married is one of the reasons you get educated. Yeah, absolutely. It's a package deal. You, you're right. <laughs> Super. Okay. Um, so in okay. So let's let's uh, let's let's uh, pivot a little here, Raj. I'm looking to. To find out uh, what are some of the thoughts where it comes to where it comes to blockchain being spread across the Indian subcontinent, you're in a fantastic position to you know having having worked sh- shoulder to shoulder with so many state governments, also with the central government. Uh, you know there there are organizations that are formed to propagate it more. Um, paint us a picture of of what it's looking like now and what it's going to look like a few years from now. I lost you a little bit, JP, in the middle. Uh, somebody gave me a call, so I had, mm-hmm. when I was getting the call, I lost you. So you may just have to repeat it. I'm so sorry, you have to repeat yourself. Once. No, no trouble, no trouble. Okay. So in in terms of in terms of where the government stands oh, yeah. is okay. when it comes to the proposition of blockchain okay. AIML. Right. Um, since you are working shoulder to shoulder with with multiple state governments as well as the central one as well, yes. uh, what do you see at the moment is uh, the landscape and five years from now, what do you expect that landscape to look like? Okay. First of all, to be very honest, the government is doing precious little to bring about awareness. That I think is missing. I mean, always propagating mm-hmm. that you bring about awareness, just like you bring about awareness for a simple thing, like smoking is injurious to health. So why can't we say blockchain right. is, a technology is good for health, you know, way of future. We're doing precious little as far as that is concerned. As far as policy is concerned, there's been a lot of movement, but We've been going down that you, the, you know that rodeo since the last two, from 2017. We haven't made a decision or taken a call. It's now 2023. It's been right. six years we've been sitting on the fence. So the government, as you mm-hmm. said correctly in the beginning, moves a little slowly. But at the end of the day, there's right. the story of the hare and the tortoise. You know, who wins the race? Right. Slow and steady? Probably. Uh, we are now, there are a lot of state governments which are now individually or, you know, as, as states, taking a lot more efforts, encouraging the blockchain and Web3 technologies to be part of their IT policy or their IT strategy going forward. Now, we had, I think we discussed mm-hmm. last when, you, when we met, uh, we talked about the Goa right. government doing its bit. I won't get into that in the details, right. but the bottom line is that's, that's mm-hmm. a major step. Now, likewise, we're doing similar things in six different states at the state level. We are doing it in Uttarakhand. We are right. doing it in Assam. We are we are we were already talking in Karnataka. Then we took a, whole, a little backseat because of the elections. So there are many states which are now looking at and saying, "Listen, guys, we need good technology. Whether it's blockchain, whether it's AI, technology needs to make an impact. And the blockchain, they realize, makes an impact. So now, slowly but steadily, there has been an effort towards making people aware, setting up a good ecosystem to give them." what they want. And a blockchain needs a great ecosystem. Mm-hmm. It's basically a community software. It's, it's a community. It's all about a community. Right. 
it's, it's just some time back you you would know java is a community driven uh, you know yeah. initiative so it, it in the beginning everybody yeah. said it's got to drop it's going to fail but look what's happened look at it today yeah the same thing is going to happen with blockchain yeah. it may have a slow exception to start with but it's going to be big even now, the Niti Aayog is doing some work in the awareness space. The CII and other bodies are doing a lot of work in that space. Now, that's necessary. We need a concentrated effort rather than working in different silos. Right now, it's all right. in silos. We need a focused, concentrated, national-level awareness campaign, awareness strategy, and the roadmap ahead. Okay, what if I learn blockchain? What's next? What do I get? Do I right. get a job or do I just learn something? There is no... Roadmap. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people don't know why am I doing this? If he's failed at crypto, mm -hmm. he says, "All right, blockchain is bad." If he's failed at, if right. he can't figure out what is NFTs, what am I doing? It's not NFTs. It's not crypto. Mm -hmm. Those are great use cases, guys. The blockchain is a technology is much more. It's much. It's vast and it's major. So awareness is the first right. thing. Second thing is taking positive, affirmative steps to make to work towards a policy. That'll give everybody a comfort right. zone. Otherwise, we got a lot of our guys going to Dubai, to Singapore. Nothing wrong mm -hmm. with that. Right. Okay. But why should we have our, our, we had our engineers and doctors flying out and IT guys flying out to the USA and outside years back. We had a brain drain one. Yeah. We don't need a brain drain yes. two. We definitely don't need mm -hmm. that, guys. We've got the brains right here in India. We, I, I'm, I'm Indian. You're Indian. A lot, a lot of you are Indian. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. in, India has that. It has the potential. What it needs is a proper will, the government will, to take it to the next level. We missed the Web 1 bus. We missed the Web 2 bus. But we actually can grab right. Web 3 by the horns and take that mm. and be market leaders in Web 3. We have that potential. All we need now is a concentrated effort rather than people and bodies working in silos. The silos have to go. And a huge landscape has to be created with a focus on what's at the end of it for me. We need that. The governments are a little slow on the uptake here sometimes, very little, mm -hmm. sporadic. I'm sure they have good intention, but it needs to be right. more focused. We had G20 now. We have a good opportunity to set a stamp here uh, because that's one of the areas mm -hmm. of focus. So I hope we get a crypto policy in place. So that actually will, make, it will give it a real fillip. People will understand, all right, right, now we've got some rules, regulations, and frameworks. Let's see how best we can work in that. And I personally hope we don't get our, we don't have a brain drain. Well, in our own budget, you know, we are working in our own way to bring, to reverse that brain drain, but more of that at some other time. Right. Excellent. Okay. So it looks like we have the blocks in place. We just have to get the chain together. Absolutely. You got it. You hit it. Perfect. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Um, I, you know, and I, I think one of the things that you, you've said resonates very strongly with the Indian subcontinent. And that one is the fact that you, you have um, the, you have the power of the youth, you have the power of the quantum of developers that, that could exist yes. over here that, that are working with Web3, right? But again, you know, are we branding, are we looking at the India brand primarily just for developers? Are we, you know, is that what's what's focused happening? Because you also have a worldview, Raj. You have a worldview yes, of seeing, okay, you know, some places like Dubai are the VC hubs. Some places like yep. India become the developer hubs. Uh, you know, the consumption hubs could be Southeast Asia and some parts of the more of, of your East, Western Europe. Um, how, you know, how, how do you see, how do you see these pieces moving together? 
Okay, I see this one. I I I have a I have a perfect take on this. I you see Polygon started. Polygon was an Indian company. It was it's founded by Indians, yeah. right? Okay. But they're not here anymore. They're in Dubai. They settled mm-hmm. there. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like this there I can name plenty of them who are either in Dubai, UK, Estonia mm-hmm. or Singapore, God knows where. And there are a lot of Indian companies. I think mm-hmm. India has the power to take pole position as far as leadership is concerned. We have the right people. Right. We have the right technology, mm-hmm. we have the right resources. but what we don't have is a policy and that's why all these everybody is in scattered it's everything is scattered we are again as i said we missed the web 1 bus we missed the web, we missed the mm-hmm. web 2 bus if we get mm-hmm. policy and frameworks in place we will not miss the web 3 bus also we need to have a lot mm-hmm. of gender diversity inside this and we have that i've seen a lot of uh, we we do a lot of work with girls we have another uh, you know s- smaller unit called the global blockchain women alliance where we do a lot right. of work with women we need to have a lot mm-hmm. of gender diversity within this we don't have to talk about and we need to have blockchain which gives you a solution we have that all here because we have all the problems in india so we can find all the solutions so right. and we don't have we don't sit back and relax we have to struggle for every little bit of work we got to do everything so why do we need we don't need we don't uh, we don't need to copy the west as far as policy is concerned or anything they have different challenges we have different challenges mm-hmm. we have just 5 right. or 7% mm-hmm. people paying taxes out here they have everybody paying taxes mm-hmm. so the challenges are never going to be the same so if somebody's going to say oh micas set up a great template well it's just put mm-hmm. a framework not the template guys you can use it as a template but you got to have address the local challenges as i said mcdonalds is the only you know it's, it's an american company but india in india aloo tikki burger mm-hmm. they make guys we need to make aloo tikki burger and we can have we have the people to do that we've been working for years the right people are there the right resources are there we can even have the right as as an organization we try to give some direction to it as well it's a tough task up hill climb but we're doing it we're not giving up right. and there's a huge movement we've seen in the last 3 years as far as direction is concerned now if we we are not going to be seen as a developer economy no i don't want it to be another ppo type of a boom and only a back office i don't want us to be a sweatshop that's my personal wish right. i don't want india to be a sweatshop because we are way beyond the sweatshop we have lots of things Mm-hmm. I understand the challenges Indian companies have. If they decide to start doing a little bit more than that, maybe they lose contracts, etc. So they just back off a little bit. But no, let's not do it. Let's be the Web three nation of the world. And I'm not saying that just out of it sounds great. No, it is great. We have everything. Just get it all together. It's like Bhelpuri. You got to put all the things together to make it tasty. And now we've got everything in in the place. Let's let's put it together now. And we need everybody's contribution in that. Everybody. I think India doesn't need to be a, a back office. India needs to lead from the front. And the G20 presidency is a great opportunity to actually show the world that we can actually do that. Now, political will is important. All of us mm-hmm. are behind. Indeed, indeed. I you know, I I think Raj you you've hit the nail uh, uh once again on the head when it comes to when it comes to us having the aspiration by missing this one framework, right? Of of web3 because India has started uh developing itself as a great innovation space uh yes. you know and and I'm and I'm sad to say in in many places that you know when you see indian innovators you primarily see them in environments that are outside india having Absolutely. the kind of innovation that the world adopts right um and and th- that could be that could be of course one of the one of the key reasons why uh the the leadership when it comes to uh, a nation being a leader in a web3 space we've got yeah. development is fine 
you know, and and the model maybe maybe still be looking at you know some of the well-known Indian companies like uh, TCS, like Infosys and Wipro's. Uh, you know, and and these are the spaces where where a lot of the development happens, but not necessarily the innovation that that occurs. That's right. Um, yeah, we, yeah, we need to have How innovators. We need to we 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 need to change it by listen first of all, let the TCS and the, you know in Infosys do what they're doing best. Okay, they're bringing mm-hmm. a lot of foreign currency. We need not we, they're not going to change. That the strategy is not going to change for several years. I don't see it right. changing. If it had, yeah. they would have that many number of patents in the blockchain space, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now, I personally do a lot of consulting work with Tata Alexi, where we mm-hmm. do a lot of work. There's now we are putting up what is known as a center of excellent or an idea lab, an idea lab right. to develop projects within the, the space. Now, we are doing the same thing with with at least 18 different sectors. We have an idea lab for the broadcasting community. We have an idea lab for the manufacturing. We have an idea lab for logistics. and So we're putting up 18 such industry-specific idea labs. These wow. are going to create pro, you know solutions and products which are, we are going to patent. Now, I personally mm-hmm. hold 22 patents in the blockchain space. Now, that's me. I don't want to hold it as an individual. I want India to hold the maximum number of patents, not China. So that's my my take is that we we have now. Now, we, if not the government at a private level, we are taking it ahead. And we are doing it with not the largest companies in the world, like the, in India, like Wipros and the Infosys. We, we won't do it with them because for them to change strategy is like a giant, a giant getting out of a slumber. Those are big giants established. Who's going to take away the business from them? They're handling a lot of things. For them, a change of strategy is like saying, all right, now what? Three years, five years? It may take time. It's slow moving. we got to be very agile. And agility comes with young companies, mid-sized companies, where we can set up these excellence centers and work with them to create real-world solutions, which we actually can then replicate across the globe. And that's right. where we are going to get success. We've already seen a lot of success. There are, there are about half a dozen co- uh, projects we're doing right now in the last one month, one and a half months, which are all India specific, yes, but are going to be taken global. Mm-hmm. And that's a good start in different sectors. In, in right. the media broadcasting, excellent work. In fact, we're doing some work with Netflix now. Even Google is very keen on actually investing in those projects. Now, that is something that we don't want the investment because we want it to be bootstrapped till we can actually raise it to the next cool. level. And we're also looking at Indian investors all the time. Well, be in India, fund in India. Really, let's enjoy this space, guys. You've got the right people. It's the mindset right. change which is going to be required, and that's not going to come from the bigger boys. It'll come from the young, agile companies and a lot of startups. A lot of startups, agnostic to how many years you've been in this space. An idea is an idea, mm. and innovation is innovation. It's not Indeed. the end, of, and that's what we need. We need young guys, old guys, everybody. It's just like a cricket team. You have the youngsters and you have the experienced cricketers. Everybody plays together to win the game. It's got to be that. So we, while we, and then I'm sure even mm-hmm. the Tatas and the bigger boys, the TCS and all, will think mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, why not us? Let's join the race, or let's, right. you know, again assume pole position in a in a different niche." And there'll be a lot of takeovers, buyouts, etc. Maybe in the beginning, but at least there'll be things moving in a direction which is supposed to move. We are not going to be slaves anymore. We should be leaders. We should not have that mentality. And I've seen that in the youngsters. I'm working with so many of them. Their mentality is changing. The only problem, right. again, let's have a framework. Let's have some law in place. Let's have a policy in place. Okay. All right. So I want to I want to pick your brain on this one, Raj. Uh, when you say the way we are missing, of course, a framework 
Um, off the top of your head, top three things that should come out very strongly to drive the engine of blockchain in the Indian subcontinent. As I told you, the framework being the first, you need to have something in place. People know what, in what, what's the playground. We need to know mm -hmm. a playground. How much can okay. you? We know we should know the rules. You can't have a football yeah. match without rules. It's the same thing in right. crypto. You know, in blockchain, you mm -hmm. need to have to know the rules. Am I going to get penalized for this? Am I going to go? You know, I'm going to get go. When when do I score a goal, etc. You got to have the rules in place. That's the first thing. Right. Second right. thing we need, as I said, bringing about a focused awareness of technology and not just blockchain. Uh, blockchain mm -hmm. doesn't work in you know in isolation. Blockchain right. works with AI. Blockchain works with IoT. Blockchain works with cybersecurity, mm -hmm. cloud computing. You've got to make mm -hmm. people understand that blockchain or any other, the, no technology works in isolation. A lot of us feel, right. when you talk about blockchain, how about blockchain mm -hmm. and AI? We do a lot of work in that space. I'm doing about 20, 25 projects in blockchain and AI. Now, why right. is it that people think, oh, blockchain is different, AI is different? Everything is different. And listen, guys, yeah. your wife and you are different as well, but you get married, mm -hmm. right? That's the way, the same thing in technology. we got to get married technology. So, right. That's another thing we need to know. Make them understand blockchain doesn't work in isolation. No other technology will work in isolation. You've got to befriend all technologies. Then the third thing you need to do is have real inf real people who know real blockchain to talk about blockchain. I see a whole crap load of people talking blockchain. Huh? Where do these guys come from? Amen. <laughs> You're right. Yes, amen. I have actually had this experience when somebody who says he's a Web3 expert could not even tell what is a Web3 stack. That is wow. pathetic. Now, when we have those guys speaking at forums, mm -hmm. etc., et et I cringe. I cringe mm -hmm. because the blockchain, the future of India, and, and Inagora should not be in the hands of pseudo-blockchain experts. <laughs> Sorry. So, I think we need to have some sort of a way of figuring out how to get the right experts in. Otherwise, mm -hmm. people, you know, a lot of people still, for example, in the metaverse space, I've seen somebody told right. me that day, oh, this is a great metaverse I've created. It is just an AR, mm -hmm. VR experience. So right. we're just actually not addressing the right, we're not pointing in the right direction. We have too many people pointing in all directions. And it's like, you know, the, the blind man and the elephant. Everybody's seeing yeah. blockchain or technology as their own own point of view. You mm -hmm. are having people writing policy. People write policy without having ever worked on a blockchain. Is that really possible? How will you validate? Mm -hmm. So people write policy without having blockchain experience. They know blockchain. I'm not saying they don't know blockchain. Everybody knows blockchain. You can read about it. But yeah. have you worked on a blockchain? Do you know the loopholes in the technology which can be exploited by people? No. We need to have techno, techno, tech guys also in policy. We don't have it. Right. We have we have absolutely. I, I I don't want to name people, but there are you know there was in my on my LinkedIn profile, I had a lot of guys who were crypto experts three years back. All of them have become right. Web three evangelists now. Seriously, you really move fast, guys. It's taken us thirteen years to do exactly the work we done, but he all of a sudden, boom, the right. same guys' profile has changed. Right. His picture has changed and his profile has changed. That's it. But how? Where the hell did you get educated in Web three all of a sudden? Because now there's no more the crypto winter. There's a crypto mm -hmm. winter, so you're not a crypto expert. You're a Web3 expert. Right. I see a lot of right. guys writing a lot of stuff, paying money to get into magazines and, and, and newspapers. That's rubbish. Mm -hmm. We need to really mm -hmm. sift the wheat from the chaff. I think that's the th three things which we really need. Uh, the last mm -hmm. part, I'm very, very vocal on that. But I said, listen, guys, I'm, you, you, you just work on a blockchain. Just program it and show me. A lot of them can't do it. Uh, so right. 
I'll take that with a pinch of salt. But that's what we need. We need policy. We need the good people inside. And we need concentrated awareness programs all 365 days. It should be a 365 days effort, not an effort. Two days, this, this you know, one mm-hmm. seminar here, one conference here. That doesn't work. Everybody goes to network. They're the same people moving in the same circles. Well, I'm personally right. pretty bored of it. But, um, <laughs> that, but that's the way it is, I understand. It's a nascent stage. But anyways, I think we need a little direction. We're missing direction out here. Indeed, I, and I'm, you know, um, having had a, a very, very short, of course, uh, uh, view of the entire landscape, that that's of course one of the things that that hurts. Um, but you know, in 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 when I say that it hurts, here's, here's what I mean, right? So you have yeah. these these conferences, these uh, you know movements to show that hey, something is happening in the space, but that's that's just all it is. Uh, it's just on the surface, right? And Absolutely. I, I resonate with what you're saying. Yeah, you need people who are on the ground, people who've, who've been there, people who've done it, uh, people who are really working in it to work at all these levels, from policy making to actually innovating. Um, and and that, Absolutely. of course, will, will create that shift. I was at a G20. I was speaking at a G20 about a month back. And uh, mm-hmm. we were talking about policy, etc. I said, in all this, there's a t- there was a roundtable conference, and I said, mm-hmm. there are about 25 of us sitting there. How many of us have actually worked on a blockchain? Right. No one. I was the only one no. probably there, but nobody else. That's not a, how I wanted to be. I want more people involved in it. So I said, that's yeah. my explain. And I tell him, whatever policy you make, whatever frameworks you make, I can actually find a loophole in it, anyways. But anyway. Well, I'm glad that the people are listening and then they said yes. And that's one of the suggestions which has been taken in, in the G20 to make policy, get some techies inside. You know, there was a movie, Catch Me If You Can, yeah. by Leonardo, Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. If you remember, he was a counterfeiter, right? And right. he didn't know how to, you know, scam the banks. And he right. was recruited by the FBI to be, mm-hmm. the, to be the guy to actually find the crooks because he knew their mindset. He knew what they would do. That's very important. The FBI failed, but he succeeded in catching the same people which the FBI had failed. The same thing. Our policy writers get the right people mm-hmm. inside so they can tell you where the loopholes are. That's right. going to be the very, that is really much needed now. I'm glad uh, that's one of the suggestions being taken up. By the way, awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, Raj, um, uh, we're coming close to the. Uh, actually, we've, we've uh, crossed a little bit of time, but I, I do have two two questions. One is one is coming from our audience. So the first one is, uh, you know. We've heard we've heard all the the fantastic stuff that you're doing, all the stuff that you're saying, uh, and you know, uh, kudos to 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 you and the, the IBA and the associations that you're involved in. But really, this takes a tremendous amount of energy, and and I reckon it takes almost amount the same amount of energy that you know uh, <laughs> that that the blockchain does, right? Yes. Where do you get that from? Where what keeps you so passionate? Well. It's a love for the technology. It's a love for what you do. And I tell, you, I tell you guys, it's only passion. And that's one part of it. The other thing is, I want to see a change. I am a very, you know, true blood Indian. I, I am a true blue Indian. I love my country. I want to see the nation be a national leader. When I started IBA, I wanted it to become the Nalanda of blockchain. Mm-hmm. That passion hasn't died. It's been five years. And I'm enjoying every moment of it because not only do I do things that have an impact, we also do, we also learn every day because there is a, something to learn every day in this space. It doesn't let you get old. Blockchain doesn't let you get old. It keeps you young. And that's where the energy comes from. The energy, the passion, everything comes from deep inside. 
it's got to be inside out, not outside in. As you said, as I said, it's, you can't just be a bullshit influencer. You've got to really try and influence from inside out. Amazing. Okay, Raj, uh, the next the next question, of course, then then the one from the audience, right? So, what is your message for all our listeners today, and of course, the ones that are going to be listening to the show later? My message is simple: whether it is blockchain or any other technology, if you got to follow it, follow it with passion, follow it with hundred percent dedication. Otherwise, don't dabble with anything. Because one thing I'll tell you guys, morning, day and night, there will be an impact of this technology in the near future, even if it's not already. For example, you get up in the morning, you brush your teeth. You know, it's, good. it's just a matter of time because all these supply chains will supply the toothpaste, the soaps, the toothbrushes will be on supply, on, on blockchain. You take an Uber, well, that's being de- decentralized now. There are so many new, new ways of now coming up where everything will be uh, decentralized. You take a car. A lot of cars have a lot of their, mm-hmm. you know, their, their, their softwares on blockchain. You can see mm-hmm. how many miles you actually clocked the chassis number, everything. You know, a lot. Toyota is doing it. Um, Honda City, Hondas are doing it. And the Scoras are doing it. Everybody's doing it. So whichever way you look at it, when you go to office, there will be mm-hmm. blockchain-enabled systems out there. When you, if you're going to college, your degrees would mm-hmm. be on the blockchain. Your certifications will be on blockchain. There would be NFTs proving the documentation, authentication. It's almost everywhere. It's all pervading and it's omnipresent. So whether you like it or not, understand blockchain. It'll help you in your personal careers, in your life, and in your startups or your business, whatever you're doing. It's just, right. you've got to start understanding and embracing it and not just blockchain. Enjoy AI, enjoy other technologies, mm-hmm. see where you can actually bring them together to create some remarkable differences. Real world solutions, guys, that's what we need. We don't need hype. We need real world solutions. Is it, is it solving hunger? Is it solving poverty? Mm-hmm. Yes, if it can, bring those solutions inside. Be passionate about them. That's where we're going to get success because we have lots of problems. And mm-hmm. even though we don't have a silver bullet, we have the tools. Right. It's up to us now whether we can make them work or we use the tools mm-hmm. the wrong way. Fantastic. Raj, thank you for that. Uh, I'm going to go to one question that's coming from the audience. This question's coming from Andrina. Uh, the question is, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of talk, and okay, I'll 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 paraphrase what what she's asking. Um, okay. There's you know, so so there's uh, obviously certain areas that blockchain is making a lot of waves in. One of them is is of course carbon credits, and 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 it's also working towards sustainability. Which which is the prime vertical you see that uh, India will will lead uh, in you know over the next couple of years? Well, I'll tell you. It'll be B net zero. I call it the B and Z strategy. B net zero. Mm-hmm. Because we are going to have a lot of three-digit stuff like ESG. That's mm-hmm. going to be the next. That's next going to be the next way of evaluating. So I see a lot of projects going that way. I'm doing personally a lot of work in renewable energy, sustainability, uh, carbon credits, etc. But all these will have to merge into a single b- blockchain, basically. I, would say, I see that. I see sustainability mm-hmm. as one of the largest spaces of growth in the space. And I see Indians mm-hmm. actually. In fact, today morning I had a uh, meeting with somebody who was, in, was doing a lot of work and we were doing work together in renewable energy. Yesterday, I had an electric motor vehicles. So I'm seeing that on a daily basis, a lot of young startups coming up, a lot of established companies coming up and putting a lot of work in this space. I see this as the future. I see sustainability environment because that's mm-hmm. if you don't have an environment, if you don't have a good climate and world to live in, What's blockchain? Mm-hmm. What's any other technology? In fact, I'm yeah. I, I'm doing a great project called uh, it's a C dot Earth S E A dot Earth. I think I encourage everybody to have a look at it. 
That's mm-hmm. because in 12 years, our oceans will die. And mm-hmm. this is the largest world citizen science project. And mm-hmm. we're capturing data from everybody's mobile without them having to do anything free of charge and giving them rewards right. by tokens as well later on and locking it on mm-hmm. the blockchain so people have reliable data to do predictive analysis using artificial intelligence as well. And artificial intelligence, you should use only correct data and then it gives predictive models and that mitigates right. climate change of the future. Now, that is something mm-hmm. which blockchain is also doing. So let's right. enjoy it. And it's doing it along with, uh, you know, it's doing it with AI and analytics. So enjoy the space, guys. It's a one, it's a three-layered cake. It's not just a one-layered one cake. So enjoy that. That's the space where the world is going to move and India is definitely going to move in that direction. Awesome. Raj, thank you so much uh, for accepting our invitation, for sharing your thoughts, your insights, and of course, your journey on the show. I'm certain that the not just the passion with which you spoke, but the areas that you've you've shared are real. Those are ones that everyone in this room can follow. Every all of our listeners can can pick up as they uh, you know as part of their journeys as well. So thank you for sharing that, Raj. My pleasure, JP. It was a pleasure being here, and I'm sorry for the little glitch when I dropped. Where you just couldn't get inside, but then I guess uh, waiting is a little. It's waiting is good sometimes. Yeah, well, Selavi, uh, that that sometimes does happen with with this aspect of tech, and hopefully we can build the future with a better one. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, in JP. <laughs> well, it's a pleasure, Raj. Always a pleasure catching up with you. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we will be back next week at the same time, at the same place, with a new guest on diving into crypto. In the meantime, I'd like to remind you that our co-founder Jason is in Singapore. He just spoke at the World FinTech Summit. And on the 1st of June and 1st and 2nd of June, we'll be at the Web3 Live from Tech Circus in the in London. He'll be in the UK. So those of you that are there, please feel to uh, drop us a message so that we can set up a meeting if you'd like to, to catch up or give us a shout out if you're there at that space. Thank you once again, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great day. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Diving Into Crypto, proudly hosted by Adlunum, the first engaged-to-earn platform with a proof-of-attention model and dynamic NFT investor profiles. 